Welcome to Season 8 of Sundays with Wendy, The Healing Guide. My name is Wendy Goldberg, and I am founder of the Benjamin Goldberg Foundation. Healing is at the heart of our work, so this season, I wish to offer not a map, but more of an allowance to navigate. It was developed to anchor what I found to be true from the more profound events, but I believe this guide can be used for just about anything. You fill in the blank. The six episodes will tell the tale. So listen in as I go through them. Energy, nothing more. Exploring healing. The healing tribe. Keep going. How to navigate. And there is only love. It may take listening more than once to resonate, but there is a way to witness and experience life that will help define purpose, beauty, and a deeper understanding of love. Let me be your guide. Episode seven is going to be a wrap up to the healing guide. And I am thrilled to have again, Sophia Wassler join me with a Q and a session. So welcome Sophia. Hey, Wendy. Thank you. Congratulations on another fantastic season. Thank you so much. Um, I remember I was sitting in the car and you were, and I were chatting and I had you, you were one of two people that I let edit, um, the guide before I was going to record. And I said, Hey, would you mind popping on with me after? And you said, yes. Yeah, it was great. I mean, this was definitely one of the best seasons. Um, even just reading through the guide, I remember just getting goosebumps and all the feels. And so it's been a pleasure to uh, be involved. And I'm so happy that we're here doing this Q and a wrap up for your listeners. Thank you. And just for those of you who have not heard Sophia and I on before, we were at the end of another season wrapping up um, Ben's story. And so or I've known you and you have known me most of our lives. It's, we go way back. I, know. I mean, I think I was maybe like 12 or 13. So we, we have several decades under our, our belts together, Wendy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So happy to have been here through, you know, a part of um, your life and your sister's lives and your family. I just, they're all so near and dear to me. So, but before we dive in today, let's take a moment, if you don't mind, and recap for the listeners, the past seven season titles that you've completed. And maybe also, if it's not too much, share what was the inspiration or I guess, how season eight really came to be what it is, the healing guide. Sure. So season one was really just a dear friend and board member of the foundation and I getting together to just chat and talk about the beginning of the foundation. And that season is how the healing journey began. Season two were interviews with healing arts professionals, people that we were working with through the foundation to talk about the healing arts. Um, Season three was the inspiring story of Benjamin Goldberg that you and I wrapped up at the end. Loved that. Mm-hmm. Season four was finding your healing tribe on the cancer journey was where I interviewed um, all of my, what I call my healing tribe, my practitioners on my journey. So that was really cool. Season five conversations on grief, which was, you know, very powerful, I believe, um, mm-hmm. you know. It's grief is something our culture doesn't always talk about. And so these were really, really cool interviews. 
and season six, Exploring Energy Medicine, where I talk to Dr. Charlene Hudson, a DO, about energy medicine and her practice. Yeah, I learned a lot in that season too. Yeah. That's fun for sure. Season seven was the voice of caregivers, which the foundation is, you know, really found the need for the support of caregivers. You know, this was to hear their stories. And what was so interesting about that season is when I asked everyone the same questions. And when I said, can you share a story? I was thinking the professionals that were talking from their professional angle would share maybe a patient story. Everybody went to a personal story or a personal situation in their lives. So caregiving affects all of us definitely continually in our lives. More people are dealing with this than we think. Oh yeah. And it was so important to shine a light on on them and you know their needs and their stories and what they go through. And I think also just to share with the listeners, as they have their own instance of being the caregiver, gives them something to relate to. They're not alone. You know, so many people go through this. So it was really, really great. Yeah. So, so what was the inspiration for season eight? I think we, we're, we're here. We are at season eight now. Right. Um, so I was doing a ministerial training. And as part of my ordination, I had to do a project to be of service. So when I really thought about what that would mean, it wasn't necessarily volunteering per se, but I already had the platform and I was on a call with my mentor and we were talking and, you know, I kind of thought about what loosely I would do, but she was like, you know, what's so interesting about you is I've watched you go through this and I've heard you say this about going through the journey with Ben. And I said a few things and she was writing them down. And while we were talking, she just took a snapshot and texted it to me. And I was like, oh, I, I didn't even know I said all that. But, you know, obviously she received it. And when I really read it, I was like, wow, I've never really written it down like that. Like I always, I always just do stuff. I'm not really um, writing it down or going through a guide, if you will. It's more of a mental evolution. But I thought, wow. And I was on, I guess I was flying in um, March of this year and I had all these notes I had kept just on a, you know, on your iPhone, a note section and it was healing. And it was, you know, all these pivotal things I had learned all along my journey and it just was on and on and on. So what I did is I copied and pasted it and I stuck it in a document. And when I was on the flight, I just started elaborating a little and it just took off from there. And so wow. I figured, why don't I just call it the healing guide. And then I Googled, does anybody have a book named the healing guide? No, it was just like green, light, green, light, go. And over the next month or two, it, it just really developed into the chapters and, you know, it just kind of evolved. Yeah. It sounds like it, it sounds like it was all just happened in, in flow. Awesome. Well, I have written down, I hope you don't mind as I was listening through the different episodes, I was thinking that we could kind of chat today about some of the things that stuck out to me. So in, in episode one, you were sharing how words can have such impact. And you said that you personally, uh, this was, this is a quote now. I personally prefer using am instead of have, as it conveys a stronger sense of meaning. When I say I am going to do this, or I am going to do that, it feels more genuine. And so after hearing that, Wendy, I myself was inspired to switch. And instead of saying, you know, I have to do this or have to do that, I started using the word 
am. It just felt better. It just felt lighter. It just, it felt, it just felt better, more, more ease. And I was just wondering, I wanted to ask, um, are there any other word shifts, I'll call them, that you use or you would like to share with us? You know, I don't know if I have another example, but I think that it's just a conscious awareness of what we are saying, you know, all the time. And I think the more I go along, I'm saying less than I used to, because I think it's kind to be honest with yourself when you're talking to yourself and to other people. So when I'm writing, yes, you can elaborate or embellish or whatever, because that's what it takes sometimes to get a point across. But when you're speaking, I just realize that people really pay attention to what you're saying. And I don't know if that's because I've been more public lately, but I hesitate before I talk now, you know, instead of just, you know, kind of bloviating about whatever we all can make little shifts. But I think like back to, you know, what stuck with you when you say, I have to do this, it kind of puts stress on it. Mm-hmm. it, it like there's a timeline stuck to it or it has to get done. Obligatory, maybe the mm-hmm. sense, mm-hmm. how's that feel? Yeah. yeah. So I think we can all do a better job. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, words matter mm-hmm. and just I'm taking a beat. Mm-hmm. The, you know, kind of to um, that episode of energy medicine, you know, you know, reading people, like when I'm talking, I really pay attention to how people are receiving what I'm saying. And if you really stop and pay attention, then if you say something and you can see their reaction, then it's just a mental note. Okay. Next time, maybe not say that, Mm -hmm. say that softer. Mm -hmm. Then it just evolves. You know, you just kind of become a better communicator. Yeah. Well, when I was listening, episode one was a great intro. And I think one of the most impactful things that I remember was you talking of this, because this really made me think, but you said it, I'm going to just quote you and read what you said, because this really, really hit me between the eyes. You said, I thought that if we are born alone and we die alone, then what happens in between is a story that we hold so close, but should we? I mean... When I first read this, I I kind of thought you were referring to like being too controlling on life's activity. So I, maybe that's why it it really impacted me because I thought, gosh, we we are we come into this world alone, we we die alone, and all the stuff that we're doing, how much does it really matter? And I would love for you to elaborate on that statement and share what you really meant by that. Right, it's loaded what I said, and I think that was pretty close to where I was talking about, um, Ben and my connection with Ben and still, you know, even after his passing, you know, and maybe my experience with that has allowed me to take a step back and to know that we are really ourselves, you know, I mean, we get all these attachments to other people, but if you take a step back, yes, you're born alone and we die alone and we're going to do whatever we're going to do in our next lives or whatever happens after. So why are we so attached to that in between? And, you know, I think about just because I still have such a strong connection to Ben now, you know, what's he doing in his afterlife? So he's doing his thing and I'm doing my thing here. We're going to connect on the other side when I cross over. Like it just takes the pressure off our everyday stress felt like, why are we so honed in about this meeting or that, or this relationship or that? I mean, really, I think we come down to have an experience and that's it. 
I mean, mm. we're here to have an experience and it's going to be good and it's going to be bad and it's going to be ugly. It's going to be layered with everything. And then you're going to go on and then you get to evaluate it, I think, at some point. And I don't think it's like mm. a judgment day. I think it's how did you experience that? How did you evolve? Like, it's not punitive. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think we should be so hard on ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of us, I mean, get fixated on goals and objectives and have we met this and have we done that? Have we accomplished this? And no, what you're saying really is refreshing. So that, did that answer your question? Yes, it did. Thank you. I mean, I, I could do a whole season on that question. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's you so loaded. Oh. Good. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We could talk a lot more about that. Mm -hmm. So your healing journey has really led you to so many different places. I mean, you've, you've become a Reiki master. You talked about meditation, the arts, and even more recently becoming ordained. Um, I have to ask you, is there one modality that has had the most impact on you? I love that you asked that because yes, Reiki, really, you know, I, when I went to Reiki and started doing my training and then I went through all three steps and became a master. And one of my friends said to me, and she's actually a board member on the foundation. She said, you know, Wendy, you say that Reiki is changing things, but you were doing this all along. And so, yeah. And so it was interesting for her to witness that. And I think what Reiki did was put a name to it. And allowed me to be very confident in what that process is. You know, yes, I've gone on and really gotten deep in meditation and, you know, of course, been ordained. And what I'm finding is just a layer. It's another, all these other things are just layers on top, just building this great, I don't know what you want to call it, um, cocoon, if you will, of um, like self-love and healing. And I don't know, it's just become very beautiful. But Reiki is always at the center. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not making sense with, to me right now, because in my limited understanding, Reiki is, you're the practitioner, you are channeling the energy to um, a patient, we'll call that, a, we'll call them a patient. So how, if that's, I guess I'm, I'm trying to figure out how that's had the most impact on you when really it's, you're not the one receiving, Right. So I did talk a little bit about this, and I think it was to exploring healing, where Reiki is twofold. It's the perspective of the patient. It's also the perspective of the practitioner. So, you know, when you are healing someone, you are also healing yourself. And so oh. when you go to Reiki one, you are learning about healing, but you are taught to heal yourself first. So unless you are healed, you cannot heal someone else. And then you go right. on and you learn in different things. So it's always a balance and, you know, receiving the information and it's really an integration. A lot of people do Reiki and, and they heal people. I will do it if they ask. I will send it if someone asks. Um, I have a table if anyone wants it. However, I, it's really an integration into my life. Yeah, no, that makes so much more sense. Thank mm -hmm. you for elaborating on that. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk, let's fast forward in the season. Um, in episode four, I love that you talked about your parents. I, I love your parents. I grew up, you know, at your house, spending time at your house. And I really just adore your parents. I know they're entrepreneurs. And you mentioned, I think it was in episode four, that you could hear your wise dad's words now. And he said, quote, just do something, even if it's wrong. 
the effort forward carried more weight than making a mistake. Even if it were a mistake that was being made, what was the worst that could happen? No one was going to take away your birthday, for goodness sakes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just remember, I was like, that's so funny. I could like hear your dad saying, I could imagine him saying that too. But so anyway, I myself strongly believe in the power of perseverance and avoiding the temptation of staying in your comfort zones. And you talked about that, but how do you think this would apply to people that maybe are not dealing with a medical diagnosis? And if so, you know, what way does that relate? Mm -hmm. I think it can be used for just about anything, really anything like back to my dad's words, like we would get stuck about, should we do this? Should we do? He was like, just do something, you know, geez. And so are there really any mistakes? I don't know. Life is a journey. You're going to evolve. I mean, is there anything you cannot bounce back from or fix? Or I don't think so. Yeah. You know, there's always a way out. There's always a way through. So I think that's what he taught me, you know, and so what, I mean, you get so upset about, you made a mistake. I mean, really, no one's going to take away your birthday. (laughs) It's still going to come. I mean, it kind of goes back to why are we taking all this so seriously? Yes. Do your best. You're going to do your best and then can you keep going? I don't know. I think it's just so funny how we get so, um, I guess the word serious about life. And even looking back at some of what I was thinking, it's when I was reading this, I think I might've been taking it too seriously. It's just, I think we were, we're in this mindset of everything is so, it has to be certain this, a certain that, but you're right mm-hmm. there. Aren't there really any mistakes? You learn, you grow, you move forward. Goes back to, we come down to have an experience. It, you don't have to get on plan A and do plan A your whole life. It's a jumping off course. That's kind of the more, um, you know, poignant. And things. fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of fun, episode five, you talked about letting the universe play and living in the present moment. And I really loved that. And I was wondering, is there anything you would like to share or any further tips that you could share about maybe how you stay in the present moment? And also, I guess, strengthening the trust that it takes to really let the universe play. So I'll talk about staying in the present moment. What really honed that skill in for me was, you know, when Ben was sick for those three and a half years, you know, his father had a business. I had a business. Um, we needed to be with him as much as possible and care for him. And somehow it worked. I mean, I I can't even describe to you Jeff's business grew. My business grew. We were with Ben all that we could be. And it all worked. I, I don't even understand it, but I think what happened was, and part of this is learned from our integrated medicine practitioners in New York, where, you know, he had a infusion. It was a 30 minute infusion where he had something called neuroblastoma. So this treatment would go in and specifically attack those neuroblastoma cells. However, it didn't know the difference between the neuroblastoma cell and your actual nerve cells. So it was excruciatingly painful. So it was with the dance therapist and the meditation coach that really, instead of being scared in the room with him, because we're scared because he's going to hurt. He didn't know if he was going to hurt. I mean, you just have this circle of anxiety, but Mm. we learned how to just be with him, be scared and be in the room, be scared and support, you know, all the things. So his surgeries, his treatments, all, everything that we went through 
it, it kind of, I don't know, we were able to just be there, be present. And somehow all the other things worked out. The business stuff worked out. The living situations worked out. The apartments worked. I think someone said, or I read somewhere that that's where it's all activated in the present. Your energy, I think I even said that your energy is, it's diffused if it's in the past or the future. It only can be activated in the now. Yeah. And that, that really stuck with me. So, you know, it's just a training you put, it's like any other, what they call now a mind hack or a tool, but you just realize I'm, I'm not in the present. Let me get back there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's such a, I mean, that's where we feel the most alive. That's where we feel the most flow and happiness and joy mm-hmm. thinking about, you know, things in the past. That's not where we want to stay. Being the future can sometimes cause anxiety, but yeah, if you really are just focused on the moment. I mean, I think we need these types of reminders, which is why I just really loved this season. I love the universe play, let the universe play, because I think yeah, we can train ourselves to meditate or train ourselves to be more in the present moment, but there's also an element that you've done all this work, but you've got to let the universe do its thing. You've got to let all the other people, cause they're in the game too. I shared, I mean, when I really realized that was the foundation, cause I started it two years after he passed. So there had been enough time, but still it was very tight. I was holding it so tight, you know, so close to my chest. And it, it was every time I let someone else in or let someone else take a role. And I really was like, just go. It just opened up. It, it blossomed. Yeah. So I had to like, let the players in, let them do what they're supposed to do. And I honestly can say, I think Ben is on the other side saying, yes, you go do the logo. Yes, you go help her do that and bring them in. I'm not in control of this. This is not my foundation. This is the universe's foundation. It's not my money. The money comes in, it goes out. I don't have an attachment to it like that. It just needs to do its thing. So when you release that, it's freeing, it's beautiful, it's pure. And to go back to Reiki for a minute, I remember when I was in my master training, I was in the room, whatever was happening, just felt big. Like me getting certified, it just felt this energy of expansion. And and I said to her, I said, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. Like I wasn't going to set up shop and start healing people, you know, from nine to five. I said, what am I supposed to do with this? And she was sitting in her chair. We were all in a circle and she leaned into me and said, that foundation is Reiki. Oh, you know, and it takes some time to digest thing. And I think it's just being the channel allowing for things to come through you. And that's it. Yeah. Keyword allowing. Yeah. Trusting. Mm-hmm. And not, you don't have, we don't have to know how it's all going to work out. It's not our job to control. Get the popcorn what, what, like a movie. That's so, it so makes things just feel lighter. And um, yeah, uh, the healing guide steps you created and you shared, I wrote them down. I, you know, went through the process myself. Did those uh, steps, I think we maybe we touched on this a little bit at the beginning, but did they kind of come to you all at once or it was in the reflect, you came to see the process? I think you were saying you had some notes on your phone and that's how it all kind of came together. Is that, is that right? You know, I always just did it. Like I said, I just did it. I didn't really have steps. I did look down at, wow, what am I doing? And so reflecting, and then it kind of came, okay, if you reflect, you do these three things and here's three questions you can ask yourself. And then, so you have to reflect and take the pause and then you have to do, you have to have the action attached to that. So great, we can all reflect, but if you're not going to do anything about it, what good is reflecting? So there's Mm -hmm. the step on doing. And then 
the being is what people aren't talking about that third part. And then when I'm writing it all out and I was like, oh my God, this is really uh, mind, body, spirit stuff. So I wanted to kind of tie in that theme. So when you're reflecting, it's the mind when, when you're doing it's the body. And then when you're being it's spirit. And I thought, wow, I mean, it just kind of came together um, yeah. in a really cool way. So reflecting has three things and then three questions under each and same with doing and same with being. And those are kind of just, you know, I was like, what would be a good question? In episode five, how to navigate, I outline the guide with the questions. And then when I was working on episode six, I was like, well, why don't I just put it to the test myself with something? It would really, I think for the listener, it's great for me to say, these are the things you would do, but to really take something in my life that was profound, if you will, and write it down. So that kind of honed it in for me too. And then I thought I might go back and change the questions, but I didn't, you know, I think I say at the end, pray, you know, this guide or parts of it. So, I mean, some people may have the reflection down and some people may have the doing down and there's, you just have to hone in some of those other pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now that you're talking about it, I'm like, wow, this is Reiki. You, you got, you, you kind of got the, you got the download, right. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're sharing it and uh, what's, what's working and yeah. yeah and I, I really, I had a hard time actually, when I knew that I was going to have to write it down because I don't ever want to tell anybody what to do because mm-hmm. naturally I don't like a guide or a template or a protocol. I hate a recipe. I like to throw everything in a pot. I'd like to know a basics and then I'd like to have fun playing with it because it can kind of take the fun out of it. Yeah. So I feel like everybody lately is talking about AI and I wanted to ask you if, you know, did you use AI in writing the healing guide or did that have any role or any part? I love that you asked that because I remember I was in a meeting, maybe this is May and someone said, Hey, I was at a party and we played around with this chat CPT. And I was like, what is that? That conversation within one month, it was being integrated into all of the browsers, Edge and Chrome and everything. So I feel like whatever happened has happened very fast. And so, yes, I was using Grammarly because I write with that add-on and it was just popping up. So I was like, okay, well, it wasn't my intention to do it. So it was already written and this was in the edit phase, especially the parts that I talk about consciousness, because that is sometimes a hard topic to understand. And I wanted it to be really simple when I spoke about it. And sometimes when I write, it can be very poetic, which is beautiful, but it might not resonate. So I did use chat CPT to ask questions about consciousness and not a lot of material came up, which was interesting. Um, I mean, maybe there was a sentence that I felt like didn't flow. So I would, I would take a sentence or two and maybe refresh some of that. And so I, yeah, I did use it for the guide, but I have been using it for the foundation a lot. Like if you say write an introductory speech for blah, blah, blah. I mean, sometimes it writes the most beautiful thing and then I take it and then I edit it. A lot of times it's way too long and then I take it down or we're using it for social media posts, which are much more engaging. We're getting much more likes than we have in the past. So, and it is here and why not use it? I guess I'm not really clear. Is it like an app? Yeah. So originally it was introduced to me as an app. You could say, rewrite this paragraph for clarity, or you could say, 
what is any fact you want. Like I'm, I've moved or I'm still in the process of moving in. However, I am on a lake in Virginia Beach. And so I just typed in one day, what is Lake Smith? And it typed up. I, I didn't know there were all these fish in the lake. I didn't know that you could hike along the lake. I did not know how big it was. I, I didn't know it was fresh water. And I was like, oh my gosh. But in two seconds, it pulls up all this information. Oh. So yeah, it's kind of wild and fun. The institutions have to put some parameters around how people are going to use it. But if you are using it as a reference and then you're putting your voice to it, I think that's the best use. Powerful tool. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. Oh, wow. I can't wait to explore that some more. So here we are, we're wrapping up the season. Do you have an actual handbook or PDF of the navigation tools that you talked about in the guide? I do. My executive administrator has put together a lovely um, PDF version that we are working on. So I'm going to attach that to the website. I'm also going to be sharing that on social media if anyone wants that in print. Awesome. Yes. And if anyone has any suggestions or comments or feedback, please, please, please let us know. Because I do feel like this is something and I would love for it if the feedback is good to maybe be a lecture in the future or have it as part of the foundation. You know, we are actively working on our programming to do group sessions and things in the future. So I think this is a great tool. So listeners chime in. How would they provide feedback, Wendy? Oh, you could email us at the foundation, either admin at benjamingoldbergfoundation.org or wendy at benjamingoldbergfoundation.org. I have to ask you, do you have a favorite part of the healing guide? Is there one part that's like, I love that part? You know, I have to say writing the first episode and the last episode, you know, it's so much more fun to be artistic and to write my thoughts in a more lofty way than writing out or trying to make something readable. Does that make sense? Yes. And it's interesting that you say that because those are the episodes that I probably just had the most, you know, when I was reading, you know, when we were doing some editing, I was just, I would get goosebumps. And I mean, it was your, your artistic poetic side of you was just shining in those. So yes, I, I totally, it makes sense that you would say that. Yeah. So those were definitely fun, fun, but the other information is important. I feel like I yes. had to walk through all of it. So yeah, it was kind of an interesting project. I'm so glad you shared it with the world. Before we wrap up today, um, I wanted to see if you could give us a sneak peek into what we can expect in season nine. Yeah. So I have not done any asks yet, but this is what I'm tossing around in my mind. Now that I have shared very publicly and deeply, you know, Ben's story and then my story, you know, I want to hear from other people who have been through situations where they have healed. In my outreach, in my um, ministerial training, I have come across people who, you know, have had cancer and healed two people in general. So what I really want to do is let other people have a voice and share the things that were them because I do think it's so individual for everyone. And I hope what has come through in this guide is that there is no right or wrong way to do it. It really is an inward journey and it's all about the individual you really. Yeah. Oh, it's so beautiful. I really hope you get a flood of people just sharing and I can't wait to hear their stories too. 
Yeah. So, you know, usually I take a break in between seasons just um, for time. And we have some events coming up in the foundation that will take my attention. So I'm hoping towards the end of the year to release season nine. Well, great. Well, we will look forward to that, Wendy. Thank you so much. I love talking to you and I love, I love these recaps. The seasons are great and I loved recapping them with you. So thank you. I've had a lot of fun today too. And we'll look forward to some of, oh, do you want to share with really quickly some of the events that you've got coming up with the foundation? Sure. I mean, we are in September of 2023 right now. So at the end of September foundation, the Benjamin Goldberg foundation is partnering with our local medical school, EVMS, and we are bringing the first ever healing arts, music and medicine, CME conference to Hampton Roads. So we are very excited about that. We have a five panel group and a um, panel discussion and Q and a after. So it's going to be very interesting to share really from a medical standpoint to share with medical professionals, um, the healing arts. So that is September 30th at EVMS link is on our website. If you want to register, it is open to medical awesome. professionals and the general public. And also in November, we are having our second annual Imagine Gala. It'll be at the Westin in Virginia Beach, and it'll be a fun-filled night. Uh, last year, it was interesting. We got the most questions about the event were about wearing gold because we, on the invitation, we just put gold party attire. Thought that would be fun. And so people were emailing me and calling me, can I wear rose gold? Is, is it okay to wear black and gold? So people took this very seriously. It was just a blast of gold. It was so beautiful. So get oh, wow. your gold party tire ready. So we are going to not get gold again. I love it. Thank you, Wendy. A lot to look forward to. And Benjamin Goldberg Foundation is doing so many wonderful things. Um, yeah, really great work. Thank you. To learn more about the Sundays with Wendy podcast, visit sundayswithwendy.com. Or to learn more about the Benjamin Goldberg Foundation, visit benjamingoldbergfoundation.org. I would love to connect with you. You can get me directly on both, wendy at sundayswithwendy.com or wendy at benjamingoldbergfoundation.org. Please follow, subscribe, and share this podcast. With eight seasons and over 80 episodes, it is a joy to bring you the world of healing, one season at a time. This information offers health, fitness, and nutritional information and is designed for educational purposes only. You should not rely on this information as a substitute for, nor does it replace professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you should have any concerns or questions about your health, you should always consult with a physician or other healthcare professional. Do not disregard, avoid, or delay obtaining medical or health-related advice from your health care professionals because of something you may have heard on this podcast. The use of any information provided is solely at your own risk.